Hey guys, welcome to the Unashamed podcast today with uh, Phil Robertson, Al Robertson, and Jace as well. Uh, doing our usual bit of studying the Word of God and having a great discussion that hopefully you are gaining some uh, good knowledge and telling some other folks about as well. Uh, in today's uh, podcast, uh, we kind of get back into Genesis 3 and 4 and this idea of sin and kind of how it all came into uh, into being and how it affects us as uh, human beings. We get into a pretty sharp debate today. Uh, it's mostly me and dad against Jace, which is not surprising uh, since we're constantly having to shape his views because he's weird. Uh, but we hope you enjoy the debate. I think you'll learn a lot from it. And uh, let us know what you think of today's podcast. So happy Father's Day uh, today. It's uh, Dad, happy Father's Day to is you. It, it's not Father's Day today, is it? Yeah. Is it? It's Father's Day. Did you even not? Did you know? Not know? No, no idea. No idea. Well, it's a chip off the old block. So, so if you came up a little bit short uh, on your Father's Day gift, we got an idea for you. Uh, we got some some guys that that we love. It's called iTarget Pro, and they have their website iTarget Pro. The letter I. And I know you're aware of this technology, Dad, because if I said to you guys that we had a dry fire, would that be good or bad? A dry fire? Dry That'd fire. Be bad. That would be bad, right? Be bad. You're in the blind, you pull up, dry fire. Misfire. Misfire. Oh, a misfire. Well, there a dry go. fire is like what Sod does. He pulls up, but <laughs> doesn't pull the trigger. Well, right. And he waves a gun around. Yeah. So then these he, so these guys at, at, at iTarget Pro, they do dry fire on purpose. That, that, so here's the way it works. You got laser bullets. You put them in your gun. Laser bullets. Laser bullets. They burn a hole through flesh. No, no. We talking Star Wars? No, it's not. It's not like that kind of laser. It's, it's just, but it, it does point a target, and you shoot, but you're not really shooting. So you take your iPhone, and there's and the a laser dictates where you where your bullet hit exactly. And so they got an app on the phone, and then the phone tells you whether you're on target or not on target. So. Here's the way it works. You and I, we go out. If we're going to sight a rifle, right? We go out in the woods. You sight your rifle. But what if you live in a metropolitan area? What if you're someplace in a subdivision? So if these you try guys, to sight your rifle in, somebody's fixed to call nine one one. You're going to jail. So now you got here, to wait. Here in these parts, you you never respond to gunfire. That's right. You boom, ball, boom, <laughs> but you never go good. Not one of what they're shooting. You, you're thinking. Well, it's a normal background. So we kind of have a sheltered situation going on for us. But these guys at iTarget Pro, they figured out how you can do it in a city or any other place and become, you know, quite the marksman. I would think the, the just hearing about it, that would save you a great deal of money on on shells. That's right. We're wasting ammo. That's, I hadn't thought about It doesn't take me that long to true in a rifle, but I notice a lot of people do a lot of shooting before they finally say, I think I got this baby zeroed in. So it, that's what it's for, for sighting in your rifle? Yeah, or a pistol or any. I mean, they got all these different kind of calibers. Huh. It says here uh, 223s, 5.56s, ARs. That is a great idea. It's a great idea. We and, need to let Cy shoot it because then, then – He'll realize then he's he's way off. Yeah, you see what I mean. Yeah. Well, he's the still. truth. The truth will will set him free. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to get you guys at uh, at iTarget to send us something. We're going to try to get Uncle Side sighted in. Right now, you get 10 percent off and free shipping if you use the word "fill." So here's how you do it: you go to iTargetPro.com. So it's the letter I, TargetPro.com. If you go there, use the the code Phil uh, because of Unashamed with Phil, uh, then you get 10% off. But this is a great idea 
It's a good Father's Day idea, so we want you to check it out. We're going to try to get one for Uncle Si and so we can cite him in because he's been missing for years. So we need to film a session. Out. We need to film a session using this particular new technology. That's right. So people will film that. Yeah. It's a great idea. That's right. That's worth filming. So it's itargetpro.com. The offer code is Phil. Check it out. I am unashamed. What about you? So today, um, we are here to talk about Unashamed, uh, as we do when we get together with our, our crew, our, our posse out there that's uh, that watching and listening. We appreciate you guys a lot. It's fun for us to be able to get together. And, uh, you know, we, we basically, you know, our prep for what we're doing on the podcast, we started when we were kids. Jace. <laughs> I was fixing to say prep. I've been prepping for this my whole That's life. That's why we did, because it was basically a Bible study. I mean, once Dad became a Christian, it was a Bible study at the dinner table for lunch and dinner, you know, when we were kids, especially in the summertime we were working for Duck Commander with my grandparents. Um, Jason and I would be down there, and, of course, you'd we'd talk about the Bible for a while, then we'd play a few games of dominoes, then we'd go work, then we're back. I mean, it's just like this lifestyle-led approach and having mm-hmm. even you know arguments and, and oh yeah but you know you're communicating that's how you learn I mean, exactly right. willie and i the other day i mean we had a knockdown drag out i don't even forgot what it was you know it was like <laughs> one of matter. those you know because willie gets so emotional about it. all of a sudden it's personal you know i'm like attacking everything and then you know well, have, I, you ever, have you ever heard willie say i can just we can just agree to disagree no. i mean it's got to be you either win the argument or we're just it carries to the next time we yeah, bring this we up. were we were at the beach and uh we you know what the argument was over the argument was uh one of the pastors used the phrase he said it was a miracle and so i said wasn't a miracle and Willie just like, what are you talking about? I mean, well, and he laid out whatever the situation was. I was like, oh, that was supernatural. That was God working. But a miracle is something that is undeniable. You know, we always say even an unbeliever, like you don't have an arm and then you go, bam, and you have an arm. It's like un- it would take atoms and molecules in a guy's been laying in- next to a pool his legs are shriveled up because he hadn't walked in yeah. 40 years. And then all of a sudden his legs become holy. He gets yeah. up running off, skipping like that's you know. like movie stuff, you know, right. like you, only you see in the movie. And so he, he was, so we had this argument. Well, his, he kept saying, how can you not say that was America? It, it was something like the guy had prayed and you know, they wanted whatever it was. I was like, it was awesome. It wasn't a miracle. And so he was like, the argument was, you know, do miracles happen? I was like, well, God works. There's no doubt about it. The supernatural works. But I was just looking at the word miracle. A miracle was something that Jesus did, the people he laid hands on, that was undeniable. You know, there, there's even groups today who don't believe in God. They'll offer, I don't know, was it a million dollars or whatever? If you do a miracle, which... The people who say, well, the miracles still happen. I'm saying, I'm not saying God doesn't work. But when you call something a miracle, it has to be undeniable 
Whether you were a believer or not. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody recognized it. It's basically what is, what, how to define miracle, but everybody gets so testy when all of a sudden you say, well, that wasn't a miracle. And I'm like, oh no, that was awesome. Yes, it was God's yeah. work. It was providential. Yeah. But you were calling it a miracle. I just think you used the wrong word. He used the wrong word. But anyway, it was, I mean. It was classic. So, Dad, so we're at the beach. You know, we go every year. Um, the, all of your family, uh, your all of your progeny goes to the beach. But you've never gone to the beach. We've been going 25-plus years, almost 30. I think so. Yeah. And so, I've grown to love it. I mean, I was kind of like Phil with outdoorsman. I mean, it basically has everything I don't really like: heat, sand. So why? So why do you not t- tell us? Why tell our audience? Because most people are like, "Is your dad here?" And I'm like, "No, uh, he doesn't come to the beach." So tell the folks why you don't come to the well, beach. Well, you're looking at an ocean of water. <clears throat> None of it is drinkable. So you can't drink the water, but there's a lot of it. Sand getting in every orifice of your body. Irritation sets in. Blazing hot sun burning your flesh, everything that's not covered. Half-naked women running around. You got a bunch of kin folks all together crowded up into one little spot. Uh, I would say it wouldn't be hell, but just close to it. <laughs> So I've decided I'll just stay down here in the big shade trees where we are and uh, and just just relax while that's going on. I noticed that when y'all come back from a vacation, I mean, the women, they're huffing and puffing, and they fall back in there, and they sleep for a couple days. I mean, I can tell it was a trying experience. Any way you want to slice it. Especially with mom, the older you get, it definitely is. How many people are are there that have to be fed, cared for, sleeping quarters? Got like 40-plus. Yeah, one house. One house for a week. One big house. Think about 40 people. So it's amazing that, it's, that y'all come out of there with with what sanity you, you well, have. Well, that's why I said have. the argument with Willie was just, a, I mean, it's cabin fever. It was a diversion. Yeah. So Willie, yeah. how long did he last? He <laughs> lasted half the time this time. He he Two or yeah. three days? Yeah. Well, because what happened is we play golf every day. Well, he was getting strapped every day. Well, then we play cards sometimes at night. And usually that's kind of where, because he's a good car player, but he would just just took it on the chin. I've never embraced <laughs> the concept of of a, a vacation. I've never. It's a foreign. I'm like, is it just because shut, your whole life is a vacation? In your view, I don't, I don't know if well, I'm not a counselor. I'm not quite sure. I mean, I've yeah. just never have embraced. Let's go on a vacation. I'm looking at it like uh, people do it. Nightmarish, it's, a lot of work, a lot of a lot of. It is a lot of work. Grind, grinding. You know, you're taking off, taking a long trip. It's expensive. You know, yeah. it's expensive without air, but the expense part. But I'm thinking, I, I, I don't know. I think I can help you with this. With with my wife, going on vacation is like opening day duck season to me. That that when you know how you feel about opening that duck season, when yeah. she says we're going on vacation, it's opening day of duck season. The excitement. What I'm trying to say is, I gave you the negatives that I've just visualized, uh-huh. 
a lot of water. You can't drink it. There's no shade trees. There's half naked women that, and you're well, in, let me tell you, and this, sand in the orifices, right, and you get right. up, you know, and you have to get, and you're staggering around a place you've never been, and you know, the I'm, half I'm just, naked women. I mean, that would if they were half naked, that would be positive because it's. But you know, I get it's worse they, than but that. you understand beach three, uh, three quarter naked would be a more accurate. Well, description. Yeah, the sun I, I, I looked at uh, the college, what do they call it? Spring break. Spring break, and I just, yeah. they had it on television. It, and You got it. And I just got about, you know, 30 seconds of it, and I said, man, don't don't get me tangled up in that. And now this, this society <laughs> we have of embracing the new you or whatever, you know, because I, I saw, because you can't miss this, you can't unsee, I guess, I try to stay away from the second look. I don't know who gave me that advice, but it's good. Yeah. When you're on the beach, notice now, and now dismiss. I just noticed that very large women were wearing way less clothes than usual. Because I was like, what, what's up with this? Missy said, oh, that's, that's the new deal. People are like, this is me. I'm proud. But boy, it, it's uh, – <laughs> I'm trying to think of a nice way to say there's you're, a reason. You're beginning to dig into the why I don't go yeah, to on vacations. Well, I, you got a valid point on that. Hey. I just thought, you know, I'm not sure I'm I'm like I So mean, so let me be the be the positive side of a <clears throat> vacation because we've been doing it a long time. Every morning dad would get up and mom cooks biscuits. And That's usually, the highlight. usually one of the other uh, daughter-in-laws will make some eggs and bacon. And I can get that here without the vacation. That's true. Keep going. But she's teaching all she's the kids teaching. how that each each morning a different set of grandkids helps her. And now look, that's. I'm going to have a hard time that not being positive. Life's lessons. Yeah, life's lessons. Life's lessons. Life's lessons. This, year, this year she had Sadie in there and Sadie's uh, boyfriend who that looks like they're probably going to get married. And so she's teaching Sadie, you know, and and the husband was really interested, you know, just watching this process. Do the older women Not teaching the husband, the boyfriend? Well, boyfriend, the older women husband. teaching I, the younger women. Yeah. I don't know. It's biblical. I, I I really like that, but I don't know, you know. Well, you I never hate know. To say that we've had about three other married, potential, but. right, right. So so that you got, you know, we like to play golf. So guys go and do that. The kids love the beach. So everybody has their thing. We make it work. Well, we fished. Now, look. See, I got in there you to go. fishing. I caught these pompano, which I didn't know is basically the sockele, the the crappie of the ocean. I mean, good eating. Oh, good eating. Just, Almost a creamy texture. So, oh, we caught them. And, uh, you know, I think I, last time I told about catching the sea turtle, which is, you know, it sent sheer panic down the beach. Don't Everybody, catch sea turtle. Well, because they're like they're protected or whatever. Yeah. I yeah. could say you almost so. talked me into going vacationing, but yeah, y'all hadn't even come close. <laughs> well, somebody asked me. They said, "What would it take to get Phil to the beach?" I said, "Well, if you invite him to speak at your church, because there's a big church down there on the beach." I said, "He'd probably come for that." I don't know yeah. that he would stay, but I said, "You know, he I would mean, probably come speak." At That'd this stage of your life, Phil, as a family member, I'm. I think you should not come. Yeah, Thanks, just because I, I don't want you to really ruin it for the rest of. Well, it. that's what mom said. That. Ten, mom said ten years yeah. ago. I said, "Mom, you you want us to try to make a pitch for dad to go?" And she said, "No, I, I love it. I, I that, he takes care of himself on the. He loves it down there. He yeah. and Dan look after yeah. each other. I mean, no, this is perfect. See, that's what that. she's vacating. I cooked so. a big duck gumbo for myself and whoever else came through while y'all were vacationing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I made it. 
I ate on that for about three days. Right. You have a few people come by and share people with you. People come by. Yeah. Uh, got mm-hmm. some gumbo over in the pot. Yeah. A few local rednecks. Red and some of them dropped by. I said, get you some of that gumbo, Red. There you go. They go in there. So I just eating gumbo. And- you know what they call yours? Ours was a vacation. They call yours a staycation. Staycation. Because you stay at home. That's what you are, Phil. That's what We've you identified you your staycation. personality. I go out. I go out and speak in first one day, preach a gospel, but I'm, I'm not in the beach going. I think some <laughs> traditions are good. That's one I grew to love. I mean, I don't – because, look, I got sunburned. This is the first time I've ever got sunburned. All right, let's the leave beach. the beach and get into what <laughs> what sin and death here. So I think Dad is tired of talking about the beach. I don't like the beach. I mean, <laughs> you know. I don't like it. This is what happens. This is what we live with. All right, so let's get to Genesis then. You like to talk about Genesis. Um, last time uh, we talked about sort of a what I call as a, a was a living illustration of what we've been describing um, at the beginning of of you know humanity because uh, we were talking about the garden and and last time we talked about a, a dear sister of ours that basically um, was cut off from God because of sin and yet had a redeemed relationship with God because Jace shared with her and her husband at the time. And then we walked alongside her. So back to where we sort of originally started talking about this, you know, sin, we, we described the garden as being this idyllic place. And basically there was one rule, don't eat, you know, from this one tree, tree of knowledge of good and evil. Uh, they were also eating from the tree of life, which, as we kind of discover later, meant that they were, you know, had these long, you know, you know, live hundreds of years as to whatever was going on there. But what happened was, whenever uh, they broke that one command, uh, Eve was tempted first, uh, and then Adam, who was there by, which we talked about, he was standing nearby. He does the same thing. Their eyes were open. Uh, the first thing they realized is that they didn't have any clothes on, so there was this. This concept of shame. Which kind of goes with the knowledge of good and evil. Right. And there's a shame that's represented. Because think about it. It's, it and we'd be the same way. we keep our clothes on because we would be ashamed to just walk in here in the nude. You're just like, well, we don't do that. Well, where did that come from? Because it wasn't there before. you know. And so all of a sudden they have to have coverings. Then they hid from God. They were fearful. They had all this doubt. So all these things happened to this original couple. And so what I want us to talk about today as we look at Genesis 3 and 4, is exactly how that sin that entered in the garden, the very first man, the very first woman, the very first husband, the very first wife, how that then affects us. Because here we are some, you know, five to 6,000 years later, still living our lives, but we seem to be plagued with the same things that affected them. Precisely. They were, they were, they were escorted out of the garden, which cut them off from the tree of life, they lived to be a long old age for their era, you know, almost a thousand years old. These people were living back then that, that kept getting cut down as we discussed before down to where now 70 or 80 years is about what you get. And that's if you don't get cancer or something else, which is even shorter. So how does the sin of the garden, how do you still see that going forward today? I mean, how do you see it impacting people's lives what do we do to try to do something about it? I guess is the question. Well, for the ones who say there is no God, there's no sin, I've noticed that when you want to get into a sexual free-for-all or a, a drug, a, a spread the drugs out and everybody's getting high or drunk, I noticed that uh, 
it's basically most of it's in the dark, in the shadows. Yeah. I mean, it's behind closed doors. It's night. They hide it, and they get in there and they do whatever they do, but all of you, you know, did God really say uh, marriage between a man and a woman? That's what the question was. Did God really say that if you eat this, you'll die? Uh, yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> the evil one says, you won't die. That's right. Well, it was a lie. So you fast forward, Al, it's the same struggles. Did God really say don't murder? Did God really say don't be immoral? Did God really say you shouldn't steal, don't steal? But it was a lie that seemed true because they physically, you know, didn't die at that moment, which I think is what happens. You, somebody tells you something's wrong. You think something's wrong. Then you do it for the first time and you're like, well, nothing really happened. You get away with it. So you're like, do it again. Maybe God doesn't see that. That's or you can say. I don't believe there is a God, so I'm free to do this. Right. I'm I'm glad I don't believe in God. I can do this. Until murder comes to your house and somebody comes in, slaughters your wife, your children right in front of you, ties you up and cuts you over here watching the whole thing. And isn't it great for there not to be anything wrong with this? Right. We just have a little killing spree here. Right. Well, I think everybody would think that was wrong. But it's... But wrong based on what? It it would be wrong, but our society... You watched your own family being slaughtered. You're an atheist. You don't believe in God. Your family slaughtered right in front of your very eyes. Do you say, that's bad and that's that's not good? Good and evil is what God told them. Everyone would agree with that, that, that that's wrong. I think people believe... There's something wrong. Where that comes from... It comes from Genesis chapter 3. <laughs> ...is the debate, is what I'm saying. Everybody... But agrees. if you're wondering, why do I feel this way about what's happening to my family right here before my very eyes? Well, if you go back to Genesis 3, you'll get it. You'll understand yeah. it. That's when it was unleashed. You don't want to know about evil. Just stay with good. You don't want to know about evil. Don't eat, don't eat of that tree. Don't violate what I'm telling you. Well, here's the problem. <clears throat> here's what happened. And you're right. People debate it nowadays, but here's the actual problem. So there was a lie, and then people believed the lie, and they acted on it. Yep. And then they felt a certain way. But here's the kicker. We get to Genesis 4, and we see their, two of their children, two of their sons, Adam and Eve, and one of them murders the other one. How long did it take to go from a lie to murder? Not very long. I mean, in the scripture, literally from one chapter to the next. And how many generations? One to the next. So that's the problem is what you laid out is the idea that sin, when it just goes unchecked for whatever reason, whether people don't believe in God, believe in truth, whatever, we see a violent, murderous result. I mean, I think that's fair to say, even in well, our culture today. I think because you just have all the components here. You have just look at the 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 representatives. You have an evil presence that was here, even in the garden. So, good and evil was here, 
when the first people got here. Right. You got a presence here and you have something that's good, which there's nothing evil about God. He can't coexist with that. That's why there's always a separation. You know, you there's various verses, you know, I think Isaiah fifty nine says that, yep. you know, our sins separate us. But then there's all this logic and thought. Because really, when you get to James 1, it says eat, God doesn't tempt people. So, But he seems to get all the blame for right. anything that bad that goes up. He doesn't, he doesn't tempt anyone. It says each one is tempted when by his own evil desire he is dragged away and in, enticed. And then the desire gives birth to sin, sin when it's full grown, death. You know, that's what James 1 says. I believe that. So, so you have the human desire you have an evil presence then you have a hundred percent holy presence which is god you have those three components i mean I'm, I'm saying i don't think it necessarily leads one to another it's just in every person you have those components so at some point you reach an age where you consider things that are evil you couple it with your desire which makes you neglect what you know is right, which is in your conscience. And therefore the same thing happens. The sins may be different. Right. They may have more consequences than others. Cause then and the time. reason is unlike the animal world with humans, they have a conscience. That's right. And their conscience is there to either convict them. I know this is not right. I shouldn't have done that. Right. Or it may if 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 go down the road long enough, it will start to defend them. Well, everybody else has done it. I mean, what's right. a big deal? It's not that big a thing, and and it'll defend you. Right. So on the one hand, it agrees with all the laws. Mm-hmm. Don't murder. You say, well, you kill somebody. You see these murderers when they finally confess. I mean, they're just. But you can sear that old conscience. That's right. And next thing you know, you're out there shooting people. You don't even know who they are. It's it's, and that's a great point. When we see a bear, you know, attack another bear and kill it, you know, maybe somebody gets one of these wildlife deals and you watch that, you don't say in your mind, "Oh, that's so terrible." That bear murdered that other bear. We don't even think in those terms for the no. animal world. And That's the bear right. certainly doesn't think that. That's and even right. if one of us wandered into the woods and a bear killed us, we wouldn't say, well, the bear murdered this no. person no. because it's an animal. I mean, they don't have a conscience. They don't have a soul. They don't, the, the idea is no is, murder charge is foul. No murder charge is foul. So that's a great point. What What's the difference in the animal world? And us, which we've been looking at in Genesis. Oh, there is a There's difference. There's a huge difference. Well, even All us, the way even, down to just one little white lie you tell, you know it's a lie. That's right. And if you're honest, you'll say, yeah. I, I shouldn't have done that. But shouldn't I read it. James 1 where it says each one's tempted by one's own evil desire. But then 2.10, James 2.10 says, he who keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at one point is guilty of breaking all of it. Right. So you might as well forget about you did this, you're worse than me, I did this, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm better than you. That's right. No, it does not matter. Right. Even though it matters on consequence level, you know, even in our society, people that don't believe in God, if you commit murder, they'll come get you and take you to jail, you know, and lock you up. But you're still a lawbreaker if you lie about it. 
Well, that's my point, though, Jason, is if you don't do something about the sin, whatever it is, and you're right, it could be something innocuous and doesn't seem that big of a deal, or it doesn't, from God's perspective, it doesn't matter. But when this runs out in a person's life or in a culture, in a society, unchecked, this is what you're going to see. Because we're going to get well, there, even when we look at the flood. And beginning I'm, right here, Al, in Genesis 3, when sin entered the world and the ramifications of it, and it moves forward throughout human history, you say, God never says at any time. Now, I want you all to understand that this list of sins I'm going to list, they're little ones. They're little ones. And here's a list. These are the big ones. He never categorizes them and says, now, these are just little things that you shouldn't do, but it's no big deal. No, it's, it's just... It's well, just it's just list after list right. after list. They're all wrong, yeah, and they're all anti-God, but they do have. There are some that have more consequences. I mean, there is a difference in. I mean, if you had a choice and said, you know, someone lied to you, or you know, you you can go down that road as far as you want, do or kill, kill somebody. Yeah, you, you know, what I mean, it, well, obviously, even though they're both wrong. I'm going to pick the lie. My, my point is, uh, according to the Apple computer uh, logo, it's an apple with a bite out of it. I mean, if you want to know about sin, click on here. <laughs> so you look. I don't know about that connection. Well, the logo. I never thought about my that. Point, my point is, the logo is just come here because this is what we're, we're all about. And the logo is, is something so simple as God saying, don't eat of the fruit of that tree. Yeah. You say, well, it doesn't seem like that big a deal to just to take one bite. It's the logo of a of a giant computer world here. You're <laughs> it's like computer a, land. We're about computer, to computer land. land. <laughs> so you look at it, you say, well, why would he? But you got to remember, Al, when you're talking about a holy God, when he says something, it says, don't do this. Do not murder. Do not lie. Everybody looks at it and says, well, that's just too blooming strict. It's just too strict. But all you have to do is step back a minute and ask yourself a simple question. Beginning with Adam and Eve, what if we just obeyed him? And we, 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 our children did honor their father and mother, and we didn't murder but nobody and we didn't does commit it, a, is my point. Well, nobody <clears throat> does it. Well, <clears throat> my point is, if you kept them, what a utopia we would have on planet Earth if you just kept the top ten. But the problem is they come in and say, but you're claiming that you haven't broken them. And there's the rub between Christianity and people who don't follow That's why they Jesus. call all Christians hypocrites. That's right. right. What I'm saying is, But they will yes. go to great lengths when it comes to like uh, killing their own children and it not being murdered. You said, did God really say we shouldn't murder a fellow human being, we shouldn't murder him. Uh, yeah, that's what he said. Well, he then we begin that. to come up with all the arguments, to your point, where it's really not anybody there. I mean, well, right. I mean, it's usually, not really a human. I mean, what well, is the heart beating yet? I mean, is the legs being formed? And they begin to they begin to narrow it down and see if you can get around three three words: do not murder. Well, I'm just looking at the – so there's a sexual free-for-all, yeah. disobedient to God. 
a sexual free-for-all begets a, a birth rate, a, a expanded birth rate, sure. a lot of sex. That's how children are made through sexual intercourse. So he says, keep your sex between a man and a woman inside a marriage. That's all you're getting. Everybody says, too strict. So they disobey God, and they say, yeah, nobody's going to tell me who I didn't have sex with. So they begin this sexual free-for-all. Here comes all the children, but they're unwanted. They don't want them. What should be a gift from God, they're like, oops, whoops. Uh, my sex, my, 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 my sex caught up with me. I'm having a baby. I can't have that baby. I'm in college. I don't have time to raise him. I don't have the money. I don't want to be tied down with a child. I don't want to raise this kid. I don't want to give birth to him. They said, what are we going to do? So they violate commandment number six after they've already violated the text. Don't don't be immoral. Right. Well, and it begins to build on itself. And before all, before it's all over, now there's a murder free for all. That's the way it works. Which, well, I think the philosophy is what you're saying. The rationalization, what the evil yep. one said, did God really say? But he also convinced or 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 he was trying to convince Eve that if you do it God's way, you won't reach your potential. Because he said, he, you know, one he said, which we talked about, did God really say? But then he said, God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Uh-oh, so, there's so, you. See, he's like, I mean, he, you're going to be a God. And when you even talk about the abortion issue, that's the problem is that philosophy that came from, well, I, this is me. This is my body. They're not well, distinguishing. Nobody's going to tell me I have, I can't have who, who I have sex with. Nobody can going to be able to tell me I can't murder who I want to. Well, they don't that's say what they're that, saying. Though. They don't say that. Oh, though. I know they don't say it, but that's but what they're I'm doing. I'm telling you what they're <clears throat> saying. They're saying this is my body. How dare you? Look, if you just took that statement away from the issue, it makes sense. Okay, it's your body. You have choices. You can sure. do what you want to. Everybody would agree with that. That's why they got that slogan, I have a choice to do what I, what I want. Well, sure, God gave it to you, the ability to choose. Where they messed up is they didn't distinguish where that life came from. You would think we would figure that out. You well, didn't choose to be here. You just looked up and you were here. That's it. And we're fortunate that the person that you were riding in didn't say, away with you. I mean, you just think about how you're pretty fortunate just to get here. I guarantee, especially these days. And somehow or another, that got wrapped into, well, this is that, that was my body. I created that. And there's where the problem came in. It's, it's just like what he was introducing. It's not, you're going to be equal with God. So if you think you're God, well, you'll do anything you want. This is my decision, and I'm going to make it. And, the, and that, there's no one higher up than me. No one higher up. And it's <laughs> the same point. philosophy that he sold her on. He actually used what God said in a way that made her think, oh, he's keeping me from reaching my potential. So let me go just go ahead and do this. And yep. I think that's where we're at. Oh, and it's all a renaming. It's all about. Heaven is a <laughs> It's all about renaming. It's This isn't. This isn't about murder. This is a women's health issue. That's right. As if I've got, you know, something, I've got a gorder that has to be dealt with. I like, think like it, she wasn't put here 
uh, from the get-go to be able to bear children. We know what causes children, sexual contact, sex. You say that's what, that's what makes them. So she's saying, uh, I, 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 I need to protect my body like, like she wasn't put here to have children. Oh. That's why when a guy says I'm really a woman, you say, you're not wired right, dude. You're not biologically. You can't. You can't do it. Right. You'll never be a woman because you can't have children. Right? They can. You're not a well, woman. Well, no. Now you. There's well, like, you can. There's this lays nips and tucks. Well, and a you're... woman. It was a woman who said she became a man, and now she's having children, saying it's a man having children. Yeah. No, it's still a woman. Still a woman. It's. It still takes women parts. The That's challenge for, for though for people who trust God His way is, you're never gonna. What I, in my opinion, you're not going to convince them from this type of argument. They're just never going to agree. That's why when you introduce Jesus to people, he changes the heart. Once you surrender to God and you say, uh, you have the reason, which is grace and forgiveness. I mean, that was God's idea. You're not going to convince them because every time you have that discussion, they have their arguments. They're introduced to Jesus and they say, well, wait a minute here. But, and and then that opens their eyes. But you do have to have this discussion. Here's why. So my third. You have the discussion, but I'm saying only God can change the heart. I agree and with he that. He does it through Jesus. And you're not going to be able to debate them either. Like Sean Hannity told not us. Not going to do it. You know, debate every night. We don't win them. But here's why you have to have the discussion. You got to go back to the Bible because my 13 year old granddaughter comes in and she goes to a Christian school. She She's in our home. So I don't even know where this came from, but she says, did you know, uh, Pap, that uh, President Trump has banned all transgender from serving in the military? She said, that doesn't seem right to me at all. Now, I was shocked. I didn't appear shocked, you know, but yeah. but I was shocked that she asked that question. I was like, well, where in the world would my 13-year-old granddaughter be hearing about I'm sure transgender? Who the, knows? The internet. So then I, so I didn't overreact, so I just went into a discussion about how we were made and then what the military was for. And I said, you know, your dad served in the military. He was in a firefight and they're, you know, military, they shoot things and blow things up. And somebody had to haul him out of there because he got shot. President Trump is saying he wants somebody that's biologically made to do that. You know, there's certain structure. Well, I'm telling her this, she's 13. She's looking at me. She said, well, that makes perfect sense. Once she understood the idea of biological makeup. But see, she, like everybody else in our society, or seemingly the young people, they hear these arguments, and they just think, well, these poor people, they don't know what they are. So why should we be saying you shouldn't be doing that? So it's a basic misunderstanding of that God made us, which is a great point you're making about the woman who says, this is my body, I made this. No, you didn't. You were they, made like everybody yeah, else. That's was why made. those decisions happen. That's why that's people right. look. You don't have God. You don't. You don't believe that's how you got here. Well, now you're trying to figure out how you fit in because you didn't choose to be here. Life's hard. So people who do not put their faith and trust in God, they're like, well, maybe I should have been a woman. Let me try that. That that's where that thought came from. Is because life. You're they're having difficulty dealing with just normal life whatever it which is. is called you know a sin problem we all have that problem every one of us That's right we we have they, an identity issue every every kid 
that gets, you know, sixth, uh, tenth grade, you go through, including y'all, you what go I'm through saying, a transition Jace. to find your identity. That's what, what I'm saying, Jay. Some rebel, you know, but we all make mistakes is what I'm saying. If you get plugged in to the apple with the bite out of it, instead of getting plugged into God, you will witness what you have just said. Phil, well, we I need hear to, you. Now that's, you don't know what's going on that what it's just like anything else. It's what you use it for. You, it's not some, I mean, this is a really weird conversation to be having where people are listening, but the internet is not a mind controlling. Yeah. You, know, you it, each person is dragged away. Yeah. You, know, you go on there and start Googling, uh, you know, hot sex. Well, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean, but it it can be useful, and you can I've heard share there, on the unashamed yeah, podcast. It's not I've, like it's a. I've heard there are things on the computer, the Apple with the bite out of it, that are not in this Bible. I've heard there are things on that, but the that Bible are not is in also here. there in every. Uh, but that makes it. Have you thought about what they're? Thing being an apple with a bite. I never I've, even thought I've heard about somebody it. else say that. I never even but heard I was never, it never says that the Why actual do you think they fruit. Did I have no idea. I, I, I don't that I think research. it's a Somebody's coi- got to let us know. Why no, they- I think it's a coincidence. I don't. So we look. <laughs> but Phil, it never says the apple, there was an apple in the tree of garden. It just says fruit. It didn't say well, that's true. So but an we, apple but it's is re- representative of that. With a bite out of it. The original sin. That's what all the computer's all about. But I've never <laughs> been on the computer, so how would I know? So here's the deal. You get to 1 John 5. We haven't mentioned this. Throw this in the mix from reading Genesis 3, Al. Here's, here's the statements in Genesis 3. Uh, God did say you must not. The woman said to the serpent, Uh, After he said, did God really say you must not eat of any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that's in the middle of the garden because you you must not touch it or you will die. And the evil one says you will not die. If you fast forward 5,000 years when... Because just a little bit, by the time you get to Genesis 3.15, just a little past this text I just read, here comes the one who's going to save the world. The seed of a woman will will crush you, Satan, for what you've done here today. Well, you go over 5,000 years later, we know we're the children of God, and the whole world is under the control of the evil one. So not first John, only first John five nineteen. That's right. Not only were they cut off, what Adam and Eve have shown us all, especially through their children, Cain, Abel, the first murder recorded, not before people on planet Earth. You would think four people could get along when it, and there wouldn't be a murder take place. Well, John the Apostle. The same one, 1 John 5, 19, everyone's under the control of the evil one. Outside of Jesus, that's where you are. So he says in 1 John 3, this is a message we've heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. So you start there and you say, not only did they sin and that separated them from God, spiritually speaking. God's wrath came upon them, 
and the evil one began to work in them and through them, through all of the human race, because they were the ones that started it. And then you have Seth and all of his ancestors, all the ones and other sons and daughters. That's Genesis 5. Right. Here comes all these offspring. Right. But all of them, when they got old enough to know better, they now had the ability to know not only good, but evil, and they got it from Eve that was passed on to Adam, right. and that's been with us every but every step still, of the way ever since. Right. You still make the choice. Is, is you still make each one is dragged sure, away sure. by when his own. I mean, the evil presence puts it out there. You still yep. make the choice. I mean, I like John three. When you think John three, you think John three sixteen. For God so loved the world. You know, he gives his son, whoever believes shall not perish, have eternal life. But the next few verses after that, he starts talking about this light, living in the light and living in darkness. Because that's how we started this whole thing. But at one time, if you're, once you reach that age of where you have a clear picture, whenever that is, I mean, the Bible really never says, but somewhere in junior high to to teenage well, the reason why it never says is because it's different for it's people. It's different so. for everybody, but at some point in there, you have that knowledge of good and evil. Yep. The, you had the the fruit and the cover up and the whole process restarts itself. And you have the sinful nature. You have the sinful nature. And then the problem is those of us who put our faith and trust in Jesus, because he he then redeemed us from the sin. That's he, why he came on the cross. Which Colossians is, 2 says at baptism, it's cut away your sinful yeah. nature. In right. Genesis 3.15, which is, you know, he talks about all the things that happen. And then Genesis 3.15 is your first introduction of their, Jesus' is coming, which is really what the whole Old Testament is yep. about. You can't, you're sinful people. You can't keep the law. God is 100% perfect. You, you're not. So here comes Jesus. So when he gets to John 3, which is John three sixteen, what I just said, the most famous verse in the Bible, three verses later, I think this is the contrast that us as Christians have to present to people because people who, like we said, who view unborn children as nothing more than can be discarded, that really, that really affects us. I mean, we are passionate that I, that is not right. Which we all agree. Yeah. But... At the same time, you have to somehow or another convey to them there's a way out of this mindset because the mindset is what caused the crime, just like it did back in Genesis 3. Whenever you started saying, oh, I'm going you know, to be God. So here's the contrast that he said. He said, verse 19 of John 3, this is the verdict. Light has come into the world. We just read it. For God so loved the world that he said, yep. light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. We've all done that. We get to that age, we say, I'm going with darkness. It might have been a little darkness. It might have been a lot, but it doesn't matter. Then he says, everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that is the deeds will be exposed. And that's where we try to hide, just like Eve. They All of a sudden, we're hiding now from God. And people hide in different ways, but they hide. But the verse 21 is what I wanted to get to. But whoever lives by the truth 
comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what has been done has been done through God. So the difference is even your first John reference, verse six says we walk in the light. We confess our sins. Yep. It, it's the same deal that you say, what's the difference in us and the world? We're looking for God's truth. What, what is right and what is wrong? You got a book that explains it. And then when we mess up, we don't try to cover it up. We don't lie about it. We just walk in the light. It's evident. Yep. But to get there, my point is, you must be set free from the evil one because everybody's under his control who doesn't have Jesus. Ten, so verse, you, so ten verses after Adam and Eve sinned, ten verses that later, he gives them, Jesus is coming. He's giving them That's the right. way out of it. Way down the road, what Jesus is quoting in John chapter 3, you're like... It's, it took a while to get him here, but boy, the Bible says we were locked up under law, keeping the commands. Because Jay said, every one of us, we get old enough, we're locked up until faith should be revealed. Well, that was Jesus, the seed of a woman of Genesis three, right. finally showing up. So, which is my point. Look, quite the that, story that, that there's a there's always a tough balance. It, with these sins, some of them are so egregious, it makes us so emotional, and we're so passionate and almost mad about it. But there's always a line of loving the sinner and hating the sin. Because in the end, we've all sinned. Right. Yep. So that's why we unite in Jesus. Is and that's point. why we're compassionate with people, and we love people, just like God did. So even though we're passionate about talking about sin and Satan and the nature of it, we want you guys to understand why. So uh, next time, uh, we'll expand that a little bit more, uh, the idea of Adam um, and the in Romans 5 is referred to as the first Adam and the second Adam, which we kind of touched on today because Jesus brings us something unique uh, as a human being and even how he deals with Satan. So we'll talk some more about that next time as well as a, a big old flood uh, that happened uh, as a result uh, of sin run amok um, in our history. So, um, man, we're glad you guys tune in and check us out on uh, Unashamed. A reminder uh, about Desperate Forgiveness, my and Lisa's new book, Dad's got a new book out as well. Uh, We really appreciate you guys, and uh, we'll see you next time.